Hello, and welcome to Real-Time Strategy, a podcast all about the gaming industry, except when it's not. I am Caitlin Redwing, joined once again by my wonderful co-host and partner in crime, Sam Mosier. Hi, Sam. Hey, Caitlin. Your tagline will never fail not to get at least a little bit of a chuckle out of me. Oh, I'm so glad. I, it's staying there. I'm going to use it because I can't help but not talk about games on a gaming podcast. Um, but today, we will try and stay on topic we've got some really big things a lot has happened in the last week um we have one of the actually the largest gaming trailer ever which is the grand theft auto 6 reveal we will dive into that um in the whole situation around the reveal for that trailer as well as there were some Fortnite news um this past week and that's upcoming as well as the first look at amazon's fallout tv series so we've got like a really good i think variety for this episode and i'm excited not just to like talk about it but also i'm really excited for everything that we have seen in the past week um and i'm glad we we've gotten some looks at things before the game awards happen so that we don't have to shove it all into next week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> that is the one. So like we, we had a, you know, we're going to get into GTA six, you know, uh, briefly, but you know, in the preamble, if you will, we talked about them teasing the trailer, I believe two episodes ago and, you know, not just on the episode itself, but at our agency and, in gaming discourse at large i think the large debate was does early december mean game awards now of mm -hmm. course who knows what will happen the day after this you know you, you know after this episode airs maybe there's some sort of gta 6 tie-in at the game awards but the trailer aired before it so i'm with you that it does kind of make <laughs> next week's episode which will be a big old game awards deep dive hopefully a little easier now that you know massive gta 6 and in the world of Fortnite, massive Fortnite news um, oh is out of the way. Yeah, um, I'm glad you said it, and not me. Sorry, I'm putting lotion on my hands right now because like, <laughs> it's that it's that time of year. It's, it's that time of year. Um, I was I really need a clown mask because I was like I'm going full clown and saying that we're going to see more of GTA at the Game Awards <laughs> this week. But you said it first, and I didn't, so I don't feel as bad now. I don't like I. I if any, like there will be, I mean, I can't imagine the number of jokes that will be made about <laughs> GTA 6. You know, I'm sure there'll be like a, a friendly, like at least kind of wink from Jeff being like, oh, thought I was going to be the only big thing happening in gaming this week. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, but who knows, like what Rockstar might pull. I mean, for all we know, it might just be GTA Online news uh, related to 5 and have nothing to do with 6. But um you know, given it is such a behemoth in the industry, we'll never count Grand Theft Auto from not showing up at what has become the industry's biggest night. Yeah, I I will be very disappointed if we just get GTA online stuff. <laughs> Imagine like the Rockstar logo comes up in the front of uh, what used to be yeah. called a world premiere. Um, and you can hear the collective gasp from the live audience. And then it's just GTA online updates. <laughs> That'd be pretty I think funny. Jeff, I think Jeff would say no out of principle because he doesn't <laughs> want to start a riot and have more people storm the stage. Um, that's probably a bad joke. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. Hey, he increased security this year. That hopefully will not happen. That's that's good. I mean, <laughs> gosh, like he's hopefully he's not three for three in terms of uh, I know stage stormings, but 
Oh, did I did I mention it on here that I saw that kid at TwitchCon? I can't no. remember if I mentioned that on this episode when on this podcast. I think I would have remembered you. if you and Mel talked about that. So he was He, he was there. We <laughs> we were like walking outside of the TwitchCon convention. Um I, I think we were just like leaving for the day. And I'm pretty sure he was pushing a shopping cart and was like with these other two people and he was like there wasn't many people on the sidewalk and we were walking right towards him and I was looking at him and I was like doing this and I was like like why does this guy look familiar and I was like he's like child though I was like why would I know him and then like he walked by and me and Mel like looked at each other and we're like was was that weird like we're like that that was him right we're like yeah yeah that was him for no idea why he was there for those who don't remember the meme as much as Caitlin and I do, we're referencing the kid who came up on stage at the end of the Game Awards last year. Uh, right, Bill. Uh, yeah, and, and what said something weird about Bill Clinton? The, the Bill, the Bill Clinton kid. Yeah, yeah I, I'm not gonna, some, I'm not gonna say what he said, but we were also there in person last year, you and myself. And I Just remember as weird like, in person as it was online. It's <laughs> almost weirder because we couldn't actually understand everything he said. And the only thing that like collectively the theater and the audience heard was Bill Clinton. And we're all like, <laughs> did he say Bill Clinton? Didn't know he wasn't actually supposed to be up there. And then we, it was just, this is the very end. So then we left, we went outside to um, Tom's watch bar or whatever. We had our mixer our company mixer after the show and I like pulled up Twitter and I was seeing the memes and I was like, Oh my God. I was like, guys, I was like, he was not supposed to be on that stage. And I was like, and he did talk about Bill Clinton and oh, those moves were so good. The Elden <laughs> ring ones that was like, instead of Elden ring, it was like Bill Clinton. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, people are funny. It was, it was a funny moment. I mean, like not a great thing that happened that it could have been so much worse. And I don't even know what he was trying to say um but yeah that kid is everywhere that's i mean i guess he just wants to be at every major gaming event find a way to crash the stage which is terrible but weird. i know weird that you saw I, I i remember when mel and i were also at blizzcon we're like oh god is he here he's probably here somewhere we're like i hope he doesn't show up oh well i'm at the very least i'm glad he can't crash this podcast <laughs> yes yeah well you say that it's my door it's my he will door find locked. a way yeah let me just go check that well anyways i guess we could jump right into like the main topic of this podcast and the main thing that a lot of people are talking about this week is grand theft auto which is i i can't believe it's happened it's here it's been over a decade of anticipation for what is like the next installment of like one of the most influential and important series to really ever come out in the gaming industry. Um, yeah, people are probably going to call me a fanboy for that one, but like I stand by it. I really do. Rockstars, they have created something really special. They are one of the, I just think one of the greatest developers right now. Um, and yeah, so yesterday Rockstar released the first trailer. If you're watching our podcast, you're seeing it on the screen right now. It's the official first trailer for what is titled GTA 6. I know there was a lot of debate on whether they were going to continue with the number formula or call it something like Vice. But yeah, it's it's finally here. The trailer's out. Um, 
as many people probably know, the trailer was actually supposed to come out today, December 5th at like 9 a.m. Eastern. But someone like, I don't some idiot, um, to put it frankly, leaked the leaked the trailer on social media yesterday. And so Rockstar is very quick thinking instead of having people, millions of people go and watch a grainy footage of the trailer. They just officially released it on their YouTube page and put out some tweets, other social media posts for people to go watch. And that I'm glad they did because the trailer has reached millions of views quicker than any other game to date. It is currently sitting at over 88 million views on YouTube and it hit 60 million views within 12 hours, which is faster than any other game trailer. Um, I think the GTA five trailer, I should have looked it up, but I, I have it here. It's at 99. Yeah. 99. So, I mean, most so likely six will, it'll pass that in yeah. the, this week by the time this episode's out, probably <laughs> I'm yeah. I mean, it's at 88 million. Um, I should probably like pull it up now. Like what is it different? It's, from when it's I already approaching it 90. Morning. Is it really? Yeah. It's at 89,976,000. Okay. So it's gained a million in like an hour because I checked the numbers like an hour ago. That's yeah, that's crazy. So it will surpass 99 million views. Um, just <laughs> craziness. Um, the the trailer was Rockstar showed a minute and a half, um, bringing us back to Vice City, which is what a lot of people thought was going to happen. Um, mainly from we've had some other leaks of this game throughout the years. Uh, but for those who don't know, Vice City is a fictional version of Miami. Um, as once you've seen the trailer, you will understand that the, <laughs> the trailer really shows a montage of glimpses of like the environment, the city, the setting it's, yes, I'm just laughing watching the trailer show on our screens right now. Um, it is, it looks like Florida, you know, when you think <laughs> about Florida, when you think about all the memes of Florida, which the memes are true, Florida is crazy. Florida is like its own world. I can't believe it exists as a state um sorry to everybody who lives in florida but that is you're getting the the raunchiest version (laughs) of florida and miami from this trailer um but it also shows us our main characters we saw at the end they are a bonnie and clyde duo named jason and lucia um and what else what else did they show i think that was that was it. I mean, the, there's not really, there's no gameplay. Um, it's it's mainly focused on the environment and feel of the game, which is pretty on par for how Rockstar handles their trailers. It reminds me a lot of the, the Red Dead Redemption 2 first trailer, which was very much environment um, and kind of ended with a glimpse of Arthur and the outlaw, outlaw gang you didn't really get a sense of what the story was going to be like. Um, and so that's that's really what this this trailer shows. And I'm more more power to Rockstar. I mean, they are the pros at environments and worlds feeling real, and that's what this trailer shows. 
Yeah. No, honestly, it was still a little more than I expected. Uh, the original Red Dead Redemption 2 reveal trailer was only a minute long. Um, so, I mean, not that a minute <laughs> and a half is is huge by comparison, but um, I still feel like I have a better sense of this game and the tone it's going for than I did after watching the Red Dead Redemption 2 trailer. And that's all a good thing. Like, you know, we talked about when we were, you know, hypothesizing about the trailer and what, um, you know, Rockstar would do with GTA 6. The big question as the series takes is, you know, it's a satire of American culture and uh, that is increasingly hard to do. I mean, as, as movie fans, you and I, we know that there isn't a whole lot of satire going on in Hollywood these days, but I, I'm glad that Rockstar is still at least attempting it with this. And at the very look at this trailer, at the very least from it, um, all of the social media stuff, the the Vice City setting, um, lampooning, you know, Florida man headlines <laughs> and just the absurdity that comes from it. I think it will make for at least a very fun and funny game. I'm excited to see more. Yeah. I the the social media content, I at first I was like, oh, that's really cool. And I was wondering if they were going to do this, if they're going to do a meta commentary of like social media and just like news outlets in general and how it influences like our culture and lifestyle and day to day. Um, but now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, I kind of wonder if that is the um what is it called? The social club. Mm, yeah. So I, I wonder if that's like an online aspect. Like if you're taking clips when you're in game and you post it for your friends to see, like to me, that's, that's probably what it is. I kind of hope I'm wrong and it's not just an online aspect of the game. Um, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that is their, their, what they're doing with the social club for this game. Yeah, I think it could be both. Like, I think very well, um, you know, with like the cell phone UI of GTA 5, like this can be the expansion of that building a whole faux social media within GTA 6 online. Well, at the same time, um, having a storyline that's about how social media and news media affect our perceptions of, of real life mm -hmm. events. And I can see even, you know, uh, building that into clearly what you know we got like a, a crime storyline here it's, it's gta after all with the bonnie and clyde duo um gone girl is on my mind because i've been watching a lot of david fincher movies after the killer Ooh. came out and uh that is very much a movie and a story about the way we present ourselves online or the way you know media filters our personalities through and change the way we you know perceive who we actually are uh, it'd be interesting to try to tackle that similar idea in a game. Um, maybe there's even some, you know, influencer or like side quests you can go on as Lucia. And what's her boyfriend's uh, or her partner's name? James. James. Also, did I say L Lucia for some reason? I meant Lucia. <laughs> I think I said Lucia. And that is totally my bad. But yeah, uh, Lucia and... She calls him James. Okay. I that may not be his name. Uh, maybe that's what he's going by. I don't know. Maybe mm. her name is different. Not not entirely sure. But that is that is the names we hear from the trailer. 
Yeah. And and the exciting part of like as already evidenced by just the first few minutes of us talking about this is this is exactly what they wanted to do with this trailer. Uh, spark a lot of conversations, get people excited while still leave just a litany of questions for them to answer oh, yeah. over. Um, honestly, probably the biggest surprise for me is the twist at the end of the trailer that it is coming in 2025. I don't know if we've mentioned that yet. Um, <laughs> I We knew from Take Two's earnings calls the last several quarters now um, that this was coming in their fiscal year 2025, which starts yeah. April of next year. And of course includes the first quarter um, calendar year that is of 2025. So I think it is safe to assume this is coming between January to March, 2025 delay pending. Um, but yeah, I think there was a lot of people wondering if it might have been a fall release next year. Oh, interesting. I, I think when we talked about, about it before I said it, I was thinking spring 2025, um, mostly because like that's the end of their fiscal year. Give them as much time as they want. Rockstar is not as beholden to putting out a game to make money as other studios are. They fully fund their own games. Like Rockstar has made so much money from GTA online that like they can take as much time as they need, really. It's I can't even like fathom how much they have probably spent just on GTA six already that if they need to delay it, they can. Um, and I'm fine with it. I want Rockstar to take as much time as they need to make this game as great, like to fulfill the vision that they have for it, to really push the envelope of what is an open world GTA game. Um, they did it with GTA five. They're going to do it again with GTA six. I do not it's going to just be very different from anything we have played yet. And that is really because of the success they have had with GTA five and GTA online. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned at the very top of this, that, you know, some of the descriptors you were putting on Grant that don't know might be, Oh, people might call me a fanboy. I don't, I don't think you are at all. I mean, uh, you, you know, like our opinions, like notwithstanding, Grand Theft Auto V is the second best-selling game of all time. I'm looking yeah. here uh, at 190 million copies. Uh, so you're exactly right that like it it is right of Take Two and right of Rock Rockstar to take as much time as they need because whenever this comes out, it's going to be a colossal hit. Uh, just i'm looking at the view count on the video just slowly tick up as we as we record this episode <laughs> um so i mean the wait and, and at this point you know the a year and some change wait for this is going to be painful to a degree especially because i know there were some people hoping that um this would keep the hot streak of 2023 releases going into a great year of 2024 which is looking decidedly more quiet um, but hey, I'm sure all of, anybody planning on releasing a game in fall of next year just breathed the huge collective sigh of relief. Yeah, I I looked up the revenue for GTA Five. So GTA Five, well, first it cost two hundred million dollars to make, which was twice the budget of GTA Four. And after a decade, it has generated close to eight billion dollars. Wow! In revenue, um, with that's hundreds of millions in annual revenue from subscriptions and in-game pur purchases. So if we're following that model, GTA 6 has to at least cost 400. But with the success of GTA 5, I'm they probably tried to go bigger. It's probably even double that, which is like 
or not double, but maybe like 600 million. And then you've got inflation. So maybe, maybe even more, but I'm going to, I'm going to put it around the 600 million mark. Um, that's, that is a lot of money. And I don't know if there are other games that have like really come close to that. Um, I could look that up though. Yeah, no, I, it's that's, huge. That's, just, that's crazy numbers, really. Yeah, and it's also, you know, a reason why um, the leaks notwithstanding, that's a whole nother topic that probably influenced why we're seeing this trailer right now. Um, that many games nowadays aren't taking as long of a, a marketing roadmap as as this game is. You know, we're mm-hmm. a year and probably three-ish months out from release, whereas increasingly we're seeing more games kind of take a, a strictly like six month window um and minus huge temples like the playstation first party titles which this is definitely much in line in and clearly going to be even bigger than um yeah. so with that being said I, i'm just curious putting you know this is complete speculation when do you think is the next time we see uh, a trailer or anything any any piece of material from grand theft auto 6 that's so tough. You mean this? You mean this Thursday at the Game Awards, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I need like a physical like cloud mask so I can just put that on so people <laughs> know when I'm about to start clowning. Um, that's it's really tough because Rockstar choosing to put out this trailer on their own ahead of the Game Awards really shows like, and we we knew this. Um, they don't need big like tentpole like award shows or event moments they can put it out whenever um so like i don't know if we're aiming for a spring 2025 like release i'm going to say like maybe they'll aim for the e3 window and show us something june um with like maybe we get it's just a trailer and then i don't even know if they're going to do like a huge like deep dive like star like starfield did um I don't think Rockstar needs to. I almost kind of like if they just kind of keep us guessing on like really the story elements um, because that was one of my favorite like surprises with Red Dead Redemption 2 is just kind of being surprised at how different that game was compared to what I thought it was going to be based on a couple trailers. So yeah, I'll say June and then I'm sure there'll be like one other moment. Maybe, maybe it's around Game Awards next year, like a couple that will be like the final release date. I don't I don't know if they'll give us a release date in June. It might just change from 2025. Oh my goodness. Yeah, 2025 to like spring 2025. It might just be a little bit more clear without putting themselves um putting restraints on themselves of a specific day. Yeah. Looking at the Rockstar playbook, I agree with you. I think the earliest we see this is six months from now in June. If not later, I could see them waiting till it's hypothetically like six months out from release, which might be like September. Um, yeah. And in terms of how they've rolled out their previous titles, GTA 5 or Red Dead Redemption 2, I could see the next trailer being, you know, because Rockstar is very influenced by movies, like, you know, this is the teaser trailer, if you will. Although I love how simple 
the title is on YouTube. It's just Grand Theft Auto 6 Trailer 1. It almost mm-hmm. reads like a temporary title, um, just like the Trailer 1. Um, but who cares? It's, it's Grand Theft Auto 6. They can name it whatever they want. It's going to be huge. <laughs> um, but regardless, seeing this is like the teaser trailer. It's the setting. You get a glimpse of the characters. You know, we have a lot of questions about why are they in this situation? What's, you know, wh- where are they going from here? And then the next one is the longer, let's say, like two and a half minute trailer where we actually have a feel for the story set up, what the stakes are, um, what, you know, we'll be trying to accomplish over the course of probably like a, you know, 20, 30 hour campaign. Um mm-hmm. And then, like you said, whether it's December next year or whenever they're ready to announce an actual date, I think then we get the uh, Alana Pierce actually does a really good Im- impression of it. Like the the Rockstar gameplay breakdown voice where it's like in Grand Theft Auto mm-hmm. 6, you'll be playing as Lu- uh, Lucia like uh, and then, you know, they break down each of the gameplay verticals. Um, and then from there, you know, I would love if they go back to the Grand Theft Auto 5 days where it's like every week is just like a new screenshot drop. Like, bring back the hype for screenshots, man. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 6 can do that. So, I don't know. All this goes to say is I think we're both in agreement that we're not seeing this until like at least six months from now. Yeah. I I went and looked at... So, we'll probably get three trailers if we're... If they're going to follow like the Red Dead Redemption 2 formula, which is three trailers it's weird those trailers were even more spaced out it was like one a year leading up wow. to the launch um so yeah i mean technically like they waited until the last minute to show us gta 6 so it coming out in 2025 should be short yeah, by it, comparison to, you're totally yeah, right I'm looking at the Grand Theft Auto 5 reveal trailer November 2nd, 2011. Of course, that game count in September 2013. So that was like a two-year roadmap. Yeah. Although that one was delayed. And I, I, I'm I, sure the hope with the, you know, getting it right under the fiscal year 2025 window is that there is, there is no delay here. But like you said, if it needs it, they will take it and it will be great. Yeah. Assuming. It's... I, <laughs> People should know how we feel about delays. Um, they happen. People, developers should take the delays when they need them because it just leads to a better game and a better experience for us. I don't want a GTA 6 buggy experience. I want it to be as the developer visioned it to be and to play smoothly. Yeah. Um, speaking of how the dev- developer envisioned it to be, like, I mean, this is a cold take from both of us, but like, the, the leak sucks. Like, I so bummed. Like, I there were a bunch of tweets from Rockstar developers, understandably super pissed um, mm-hmm. about this happening and how excited they were to all be together um, Tuesday morning to yeah. watch it and just celebrate it together. Um, so, you know that. I mean, I, I don't know what else that is to say other than that, like, it sucks they can't catch a I, break, especially after the leak it, last it year. It really sucks. I mean, yeah, Rockstar is, like, for, for only releasing two games every decade is one of the most leaked studios out there. Um, it's, God, it's really unfortunate and really annoying. And, yeah, like you said, that's a cold take from us. People know that. Um, what I have been seeing a lot is, like, there are a lot of tweets from even like people in the industry that I'm was shocked to see this take from that were <laughs> upset that people were upset that there was a leak. 
and basically being like, oh, you're like doing their marketing team's job for them being upset. It's just a trailer. Like, why do you care if their marketing beat got got ruined? Like, they're still going to make billions of dollars. And it's like, that's not the point. But for a lot of us in the industry and even outside of it, like these large announcements um, and trailer reveals is a part of the entertainment culture that that has just become something that we all kind of rally around and get excited for. It's just like the game awards is yes, we're we are there to celebrate the games that have come out and to award these people, but it's like, and some people might not like this, but like there's also trailer like announcements and we also rally around that moment. There's, it's fun to kind of feel connected with people in that way when all at the same time, you're all watching a trailer together and all get to talk about it online or like in person with your friends. And a lot of people were going to do that with the GTA six announcement. I had an alarm set for 6am. I was so excited to like get on Twitter or X and like Instagram and talk about that trailer very early in the morning and to just see everybody's reactions at the same time. And instead I was unfortunately sick yesterday and like had taken a nap and I woke up in like this weird fevered state and my phone was blowing <laughs> up and people were like, Oh my God, the GTA trailer. And I was like, what day is it? And I was like, what's happening? So I saw it an hour later and like, it's just not the same. And it's okay to be upset over that. You're not like playing into this weird, like capitalist society, or maybe we are, but like, it's just, you can't escape it. And people shouldn't feel bad about missing out on a moment like that. And to feel bad about all the people who worked on the game. Like you said, I saw the, the tweets from a lot of the developers and people who have put so much time and effort into this game and like for this moment. And that was ruined because of one person. Yeah, no, that's very well said. I think, you know, there was part of me for a really long time and, and to a degree still wonders like how healthy the games industry's, you know, love of secrecy is compared to like, you know, where a movie studio will just be like, yeah, we're working on this and, you know, we'll let you know when the trailer's ready. Um, whereas, you know, a lot of game studios tend to wait until the, the trailer is ready to set announce said project and they're, and they're quiet for the four to five years before that. But regardless, you know, that is the reality. And part of that and what that's created is a culture of excitement around said trailers and getting hyped for a release. And, you know, because that's the way it is. Like, I think there's something beautiful about that, because with how long games are nowadays and how many games are coming out, <laughs> there's more people taking part in the process of getting excited for said release that often take part in the release and playing of the game itself. Um, not to mention, uh, you know, trailers. I love them. There's an, there's an art to a great trailer. I, I think this is a really well cut trailer. It's funny. It's got a great sense of setting and tone. I love the Tom Petty needle drop. Uh, <laughs> and so like, yeah, it's a piece of marketing, but also it could be a bad piece of marketing and, and I don't think it is. So like getting to celebrate the people who cut this trailer and worked, I'm sure, for months to accurately tease what this game is going to be, to have that, you know, tugged out from underneath them is a huge bummer. Yeah, I, I definitely like it's just it's a once in a decade moment. And people people planned 
live streams and reactions and podcasts. Hello, us. <laughs> we actually pushed the recording of this a day later yeah. to today, Tuesday, because we thought we were going to be talking about it the day that it came out, uh, as well as articles and all this stuff. I know there was, um, there's some people who were like traveling yesterday. I think it was, um, maybe it was Game Informer and like, they were coming back from a trip and instead of like getting a little break between their trip and writing it, they landed and then had to write about GTA. <laughs> like it just, it threw a wrench into so many people's plans. And I don't know, we're, we're such a, even though we're a very online, um, not community, it's not the right world, but like pe- people, like the, the world is so online. It's nice to have moments where we can connect with others even if it's in an online fashion um so yeah that that was my only like little hot ish take i guess on the leak because yeah i I don't know i just saw some some weird responses to that yesterday and i was a little confused by it it just i felt like it was a little like just trying to be a uh what's the word i want to use but I don't know. Just being salty for the sake of being salty. Yeah. I mean, you can like consciously admit like, yeah, we're getting excited for a commercial, but hey, there are some yeah. great commercials and, and <laughs> uh, you know, it can be both things. And that, you know, yeah. at the very least, you can like, you know, definitely feel bad for the people who worked on it and were excited to have the world there. How few trailers can you actually say you feel like the world is going to partake in it together and this this was one of them, um, is one of them. And like, as much of the league sucks, like the reception to it has been positive and, um, yeah. it was still fun. Um, you know, the circumstances sucking, that was, you know, aside, like people like scrambling last minute. I know a lot of people on Pacific time were like, oh, this sucks, <laughs> but at least I don't have to get up at six in the morning anymore. Um, yeah, and, I was yeah. very, very <laughs> happy about that as someone who is very much not a morning person. And I, hate it with a passion (laughs) turning off that 6am alarm was or actually it was like 550 felt really good i was like oh my god i can i can actually sleep in tomorrow not have to worry about it (laughs) um there you talked about like just what a great trailer it was and the tom petty like needle drop and what a perfect song choice just like it, and it wasn't free falling free or free fallen. <laughs> thank goodness. Um, thank, thank goodness. A good song, just way overplayed. <laughs> yeah. Like they, it was a good Tom Petty, good Tom Petty choice. Um, but what I want to like call out in this trailer is the variety in the environment. I know I keep talking about the environment, but it like, every time I'm watching it, it is crazy to the, the different, the cars, the vehicles, the animals, the people. I have not seen a repeat asset in this trailer yet. And we have seen a lot. Um, also the physics, the the hair physics, as well as if you're watching the, the booty physics. I was going to say, I was like, was that timed with the booty physics? <laughs> well, I saw it and I was like, I was already going to talk about physics. So it just seemed right. But I mean, mostly the hair. There's the clip of um, the woman. She's like, She's on the balcony and she's flipping her hair. Um, and it just really impresses me every time I see it. I'm like, I can't believe hair looks like that in a video game. Um, even though I feel like we've come so far already with hair. It's just, I don't know, something about this trailer just, it looks so good. Um, and 
I'm really excited to explore this this entire setting and world, especially the nightlife, like the club, the streets. It's Rockstar has captured this a vibe so well, which should not be a surprise. We know how they are with environments and settings, but I don't know. This trailer is it, it looks real. It looks like a very real place that they went and just filmed and put into a video game. Yeah, the variety of character models and the environmental diversity uh, and character diversity for you know for that too um, yeah, is yeah, very like exciting. Body different body types, not just like not just skin tone and hair color and all this stuff. It is every body itself looks different. Hmm. Yeah, there was. I mean, there was a moment again due to the nature of the leak and me not being able to, you know line up with my i guess would have been like my breakfast and and watch it go live uh i was just like on twitter and because of the way videos play on on that app um it was just like halfway through and i was like what am i watching i was like oh it's the gta 6 trailer and at first i thought i was watching segments of live action footage in it because it was in the middle of like the social media segment Mm -hmm. and there's that uh like mud mud buddies or like whatever like the 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 hillbilly like mud reality show is in the middle of that i was like is this (laughs) is this real footage? Um, and yeah, here it is. Thrill Billy. Um, yeah. <laughs> and this video right here with the lady, I was like, are we getting some oh FMD stuff the, in there? The dual, the dual wielding the hammers. Like she, <laughs> if I was going to say like that person's from Florida, she is Florida lady to a <laughs> She is the American. I can't even say stereotype. She is just, that is her. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's look at her one more time. There she is. <laughs> I hope she goes viral like Lady Dimitrescu did in Resident Evil 8. <laughs> Hammer I hope, Lady. I really hope someone dresses as hers for like <laughs> Halloween next year. I should probably, honestly, I could probably get my mom to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, well, that is GTA 6. Sam, any anything else from the trailer that you wanted to call out? Anything you're expecting? Um, I don't think trainers. so. I uh, am excited for the rest of the music in it. Uh, Love is a long road, yeah. uh, which I think thematically uh, is probably in line with whatever the story will be, was the Tom Petty song in it. Um, but yeah, uh, Rockstar, I feel like, has always curated great music for their yeah. games. They've continued to do that with GTA V even after yeah. launch. So, Especially Vice City. That's yeah. going to be great music. I wonder if they're going to make um, some original songs. Or they... They they did that with GTA Five, right? Yeah, they had like GTA. Um, I forget like what the name of the radio was or whatever. I believe like Tyler the Creator, Denzel Curry, a couple okay, rappers I yeah. like, um, did music for it. And hell, I mean that has become even more popular and yeah. Like, led to great success since then with movies like black panther uh the across the spider-verse and into the metro, spider-verse metro soundtracks Boomin. yeah um metro ended up in my top five played artists this because year of because that? of that soundtrack yeah That's and so i have cool. since dived just like into his discography in general because i he is a wow he's a talented individual and really great with mixing and all that stuff but producing yeah Big fan, but yeah, the Across the Spider-Verse, that's great. Um, but I thought you were going to say it's become common to like make music for games and like especially radio stations because Eminem 
as the radio station with Fortnite. Um, wow, look is, at this transition. <laughs> thanks. I was really proud of that. Just thought of it. Um, anyways, talking about Fortnite now, now that I've ruined my transition. I ruined but, it. I ruined it. <laughs> no, it's no, it's totally fine. Um uh, yeah, I think I think we could wrap up the discussion of GTA 6. We're really excited. Looking forward to future trailers and especially when the game comes out. Like Rockstar, you deserve your flowers. Loved it. Um but yeah, moving on to Fortnite. I mean, another huge like week for one of the largest like game properties ever. Um Saturday was a was it Saturday? Yes. Friday? Saturday. It was Saturday. Yeah, the Big Bang event um by epic games and fortnite is about like a 10 minute experience i unfortunately did not get into it i just like was sick and i'm hoping to get play it or watch it um but yeah it was eminem basically acting as godzilla stomping around this destroyed city <laughs> and players kind of got to see glimpses of a lot of new experiences that are coming to the game in the future um yeah as if you can see on screen you're kind of watching you're watching what the beginning of the big bang event was um but yeah they they'd made a bunch of teases for a lot of new game modes that are coming out um starting off with like they tease the lego Fortnite, um which is a game that will feature some sort of multiplayer element uh we'll see a glimpse maybe here shortly but um we oh, we see the characters have just kind of transitioned into their lego versions not entirely sure what the game is exactly just know there's it's multiplayer um i think they have made lego versions for all of their skins and we'll continue to like kind of update those make them more evolved and interesting because that is a huge task for epic to take on um but yeah, I'm I'm hoping we're going to see more of this at the Game Awards this week. We know um, Rocket Racing, which is another game mode that was announced, will be shown at the Game Awards. Jeff Keighley tweeted that earlier this week. Um, yeah, we see a little glimpse of what that is here. We just don't have like a ton of details of what these game modes are. We just know more information will be coming soon. Um Rocket Racing will be launching on December 7th. So Game Awards, we'll see what that is. Then people will be able to play it. Um, I don't think we have a, a release date for LEGO Fortnite yet. And then there was also Fortnite Festival that will be launching on December 9th. Um, maybe we'll see more about kind of what that is, what the lineup is. That is a... Correct me if I'm wrong, Sam. That is the... Uh like musical like yes. appearances correct yeah. yes so it, what's cool about the big bang event which a i mean there's a lot of great writers about, about this but i um always enjoy simon carlos's game discover co newsletter mm. um and he did a, a nice summary of it that also kind of incorporated some data into just Fortnite's huge month with Fortnite OG in november uh they had a hundred million unique players last month um, and then during the Big Bang event, the game hit an all-time uh, concurrent user high of 11.6 million around the start of the event. Um, and, and what's cool about it is that it feels like the dominoes falling of plans Epic has had in the background for a long time. We've known that 
creating, you know, making Fortnite this hub, this social hub for people to hang out has been the objective for a while with the creative mm-hmm. mode and encouraging uh, players to create their own game experiences within it. But having them use some of their recent acquisitions and partnerships like Harmonix, uh, which is the team behind Rock Band and, you know, beloved yes. classics like Amplitude. Um, they're the team making uh, Fortnite, not festival. Yeah, no, yeah, Fortnite festival. Um, and these are all coming out uh, successively. Lego Fortnite is December 7th, um, which is yep. the day of the Game Awards. So I think you're yes. right, Caitlin, that we'll likely get a trailer for one of these, if not all three of these during the Game Awards, because Fortnite has shown up at the uh, the show in the past. Yes. Yeah, I yeah I had my dates mixed up. Yeah, December se- Lego Fortnite will kick it off December 7th. Uh, Rocket Racing, which you mentioned, developed by the Rocket League creator, um, Psionics. Yep. I believe you said. Yep, Not to be December confused 8. with Harmonics, which is the. Yes, that's, the that's what I was throwing me off. And then Fortnite Festival, another, yeah, game, yep, developed by the rock band studio Harmonics on December 9th. Um, interesting choice to like launch those um, consecutive, consecutively. Mm-hmm. Did I say that word right? Yeah. Consecutively, um, yeah, that's a that was a tough word for me. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of proper nouns: uh, Fortnite Festival, yeah. Rocket Racing, uh, and Lego Fortnite. Yes, yeah. Um, I'm. It's really cool that they're doing that. I know so many people are like I'm gonna jump in. Obviously, gonna play Lego Fortnite on December seventh, and then for those who are fans of Rocket League or good at it, we'll probably jump in on December eighth. I'll jump in and try it. Um, I'm terrible at Rocket League, so if it's anything like that, I'll probably be terrible at it in Fortnite. Um, and then, yeah, Fortnite Festival, like, the next day. It's just, what a cool celebration of Fortnite in general. Um, I don't know. I just, I I know I talk about it, but I'm, like, such a huge fan of Fortnite now. And I have been experiencing or dabbling in the more creator experiences and just, and the Epic made experiences that are outside of battle Royale. Um, I believe I mentioned it on here. They did like the Alan wake, like one, like game recap. They had like some really cool, like Halloween modes. Um, it was almost like there was like, um, almost like call of duty zombie versions in Fortnite, And you can just be whoever your, whatever skin is, which, coming soon you can be buff peter griffin um (laughs) (laughs) which is oh another thing we saw so we we got the chapter five launch trailer um which yes if you haven't seen it you should go see it just go watch it even for buff peter griffin because he will haunt your nightmares (laughs) um but yeah, the, the chapter five trailer was also really cool. I'm excited for it. It showed off um, underground, which includes like new weapon mods, revamped movement and gameplay, grapple gameplay mechanics. Um, there's new healing mechanics. You can heal while you're walking. Um, and he, yeah, my notes literally are just like buff Peter Griffin, whatever that <laughs> means. <laughs> yeah, it's. Like you said, it's interesting for them to go all out like this um, at once with several of these initiatives, like, you know, kind of the the building blocks, no pun intended um, for this was, you know, 
Lego made a partnership with Epic. Um, I'm curious when it was announced, April 2022. So this is about a year and a half later. Um, Lego invested a billion dollars into Epic. So we're starting to see some of the fruits of that with Lego Fortnite. Um, of course, they acquired um, Psionics in May 2019. And, you know, that made sense just because Rocket League is a massive live service hit and it's a good um, just revenue driver for Epic as a company. And, driver for people to download and use the epic game store uh and then harmonics which you know i i love but they've had some trouble uh post rock band just because rhythm games on their own don't scale as much as like the plastic instrument era once did mm -hmm. i know fuser which is a really cool dj kind of sim game they released a couple years ago uh you know has, has shut down um but hey if using harmonics talents within the world of fortnite is what it takes for them to have another huge rhythm hit and combining it with epic's celebrity talent portfolio like the number of you know ariana grande travis scott now eminem have all done concerts uh within fortnite now fortnite festival is launching with uh like a weekend uh, the weekend event uh yeah. so it makes sense and it's a cool use of all of their context and powers coming together yeah and like and all of the i'm not sure about all the modes but i know like fortnite festivals with the rhythm based like game you you can play by yourself or you can play it with friends which is i mean fortnite's all about like this coming together with your friends and playing games um so it's that's another really cool aspect of this is you don't have to be in the same room all holding an instrument you can now just jump into Fortnite and be like, what do you guys want to do today? And it's like, you want to go play like this rhythm based game? You want to like play some music or do you want to jump into like this, the rocket racing, like play an arcade racing game? Or do you want to just like jump in a battle Royale? There are new chapters out. There's a new map. Um, what Epic games is doing is really just ambitious. And we just see the growth of Fortnite um, happening often. Like you said, uh, month of November was like over 100 million users. Yep, uh, that's that is a lot of people, and <laughs> I know we've we've talked about the metaverse, and that's a buzzword that I think has died down, thankfully. Um, but if we're thinking about what a metaverse is and where you're going to be in the metaverse, like that's Fortnite or Roblox, but Roblox scares me even more. Well, it's funny because, yeah, you are 100% right that that Fortnite and Roblox are the closest versions of what we understand to be a metaverse are at this time. They're, you know, digital spaces that people go to hang out and they provide a litany of experiences and ways to interact with each other or, um, you know, different digital spaces. And this is just like uh, that i think the big bang title is obviously very clear it's it's their biggest push of showing like look at all of the ways you can spend time in the fortnite universe like reading some descriptions of these games or experience it's it's funny they describe them as experiences and i wonder if that's intentional for a couple reasons as well as combined with them releasing in such short succession is that what how big are these um like, is it only going to be like a handful of tracks in Rocket Racing? Is it only going to be, a, you know, four to five songs in Fortnite Festival? How big is Lego Fortnite? Maybe releasing all of these at once at a more scaled back scope 
And then if they do well, expanding them alongside future seasons of the, you know, Fortnite Battle Royale mode mm-hmm. makes the most sense rather than, you know, releasing huge individual game size titles at the same time. With all that being said, Lego Fortnite is a, uh, The description reads, explore vast open worlds where the magic of Lego building and Fortnite collide in this new survival crafting game. That's interesting to me because, of of course, Fortnite started as a survival crafting game, uh, Save the World. It's kind of like a tower defense team thing. And maybe, hey, making it more family friendly and Lego skins will be the key to its success. Uh, Rocket Racing is a new racing world where you reach supersonic speeds and face fierce competition for a top spot at the finish line. Sounds like a kart racing game. Uh, I think... Rocket League, well, yes, very hard. I agree with you, Caitlin. I'm not good at it. Um, (laughs) But the feel of the game is so good. So seeing that just put in a racing game, sure. Why the hell not? Yeah. And Fortnite Festival is just a a new way to be enveloped in music, both on and off the stage. Uh, So that's not as helpful. (laughs) Yeah. You, um, yeah, you, you made a, a good point. Sorry, I need to turn Discord notifications off they're distracting me um (laughs) you made a very good point about are these are these game modes going to be getting further updates in the future is this just a moment for fortnite and as you were talking it made me think about like what fortnite is doing really well right now is creating moments especially with the the og um season it's like the past month has just been this like this staple this moment for Fortnite that if you've ever played Fortnite or like you played it years past and haven't played it again like you were like this is the time that I need to come back and play it right now um and it did so well that I know Epic has announced that the Fortnite OG I think will come back sometime next year um not sure if that's in a permanent setting or not I just vaguely remember seeing that yeah um, I I grabbed a story because I figured this would come up. Uh, I'm reading from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. Um, Fortnite tweeted, uh, not going to lie, the original season or OG season uh, far exceeded our expectations so much so that we'd like to bring it back. Opens 2024 roadmap roadmap doc is like Mm -hmm. in asterisks. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, see you on the battle bus. So I wonder if they're taking like what, for lack of a better term, like the Disney vault approach. We're like, yeah. they'll bring it out and it'll be a huge deal for like a month and then they'll put it away again. That way it retains that kind of novelty. Yeah. Interesting. I think it's smart. I, I do too. I mean, yeah, it's really driving people to play it at certain times um, and to like keep your eye on Fortnite and what it is they're doing. Or maybe these new game modes, like maybe they'll kind of stay and then it's whenever they're next, like, big moment is they introduce something new while also having those moments where they can bring back periodically like the og season um and and the brilliance of like this moments strategy that you're describing which i think is spot on and it's just key to their success of getting you know old players back and and retaining new players and are interesting new ones that are interested in whether it's the family guy collab or the weekend or 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 lego um that by creating i mean at this point a history of moments is that you can 
use that vault approach for other big pops that this game has had in the past. Like maybe they bring back the Spider-Man swinging thing that happened around, I believe into the Spider-Verse all the way back in like, what would that have been 2019? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like bring that back for a month and then you vault it and then you bring something else back like a couple months later. It's um, they're building their own vocabulary and like toolbox that they can reference and get people excited about just within its own universe. Mm-hmm. definitely um any other yeah, I, any other fortnite thoughts i mean i guess in closing caitlin which uh, of these three modes are you excited to hop into first the the lego the lego mode i just love lego it's fun um i can't wait to like i don't know, play around with my the skins that i have see them in their like little lego versions um i hope they do more collaborations with lego in the future it'd be I'm not a huge fan of like building mode in Fortnite, but I will if it's in Lego form. Um, just because I, I'm a huge fan of all the Lego video games. So having that in a, a Fortnite setting is exciting for me. So there's a you know, there's just like a lot of nostalgia there, but I'll definitely try racing, even though I'm not a huge racing person. Um and then I love rhythm games, so Fortnite Festival should be fun. Yeah, like you, I'm I'm going to try out all three of these. I think, honestly, probably the first one I'll try is Fortnite Festival. My Fortnite crew includes, like, an expert-level guitar hero and rock band player. Uh, he's actually on a mission to, to own every one of the guitar hero and rock band games of the, that era. If you own some of the band-specific guitar hero or rock band games, hit me up on Twitter. I could make his day. <laughs> um, but regardless... Wait, uh, when you said your Fortnite crew... You mean your friend? Yeah. You're not talking about the 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 Fortnite crew that's that you can buy that includes oh, like the battle. No, no, that's no, no, no. I was so confused. I was like, you have Fortnite crew? I was like, Oh, I forget they why call it that. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> no, my real life friends who I grew up playing Fortnite with, I promise I have friends. Um <laughs> one of them is a huge rhythm fan. I think it'd be fun for us to group up and and try this out together. Yes, I agree. I was so confused. I was like, <laughs> you don't really play Fortnite that much. Why do you have Fortnite crew? <laughs> uh, well, oh speaking of bringing Fortnite OG out of the vault, let's go into the vault and talk about Fallout. Hey, uh, yo. <laughs> <laughs> terrible puns this week. Uh, Fallout is coming uh, in April, specifically April 12th to Amazon Prime. It is gearing up to be the next big um, video game adaptation coming off the heels of quite the year um, in 2023 with The Last of Us on HBO, Super Mario Brothers movie being one of the top grossing movies of the year um, amongst a litany of others. Um, But this is coming from Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy, the Westworld creators. Um, It is made in partnership with Bethesda, and there was a huge first look story um, with Vanity Fair last week where we got a um, a couple, you know, images of the show wetting our appetites that was unsatisfied with a full trailer, um, giving us a look at the, um, the show, which stars a couple notable people including kyle mclaughlin um aaron moten uh who's our girl from yellow jackets caitlin uh uh, emma ella sorry ella purnell ella purnell and coming after my own heart uh walton goggins uh, who is playing a uh, a ghoul but an intelligent one at that um 
you know, there's a couple interesting things I kind of want to break apart here, but just getting our first, you know, reactions from the trailer and stuff, Caitlin, are you excited for this? What did you think of our first look at it? I am so excited. It, oh man, it just looks, it sounded it like, yeah, it looked and sounded like Fallout. Um, you mentioned the vault. I mean, the characters themselves, the, the, the blue jumpsuit, the rad roaches, the, the, the town like that really was reminiscent of the, the gameplay mechanics. Um, very absurd humor um yeah i just yeah the neon signs with with the the music there's it feels like a fallout game um but also had this really good sense of scale um and desertedness it feels like a nuclear wasteland this post-apocalyptic world which i know we've had a lot of post-apocalyptic stuff recently um, with like Station Eleven and The Last of Us, and we've got like The Walking Dead. Like post-apocalyptic worlds are not new, um, but there's there's something about Fallout that just has its own its own vibe to it that I think they captured really well. Um, and yeah, so that's I I really enjoyed the trailer. I I have not played all of the Fallout games. I played Fallout Four. And really loved that. I played a little bit of Fallout 76, um, which I believe this one is mainly based on, if I'm correct. Um, But I I didn't finish Fallout 76. I only played a little bit. I didn't love it as much as Fallout 4. Um, So those those are my thoughts on it. Yeah, I think this looks great. I've played Fallout 4. I actually, part of my my master's project uh, was related to Fallout 76, so I'm very familiar with that game. Okay. Um, and uh, that the, the chair of that committee back at school is the biggest Fallout fan I know. Um, and I should hit him up about what he thinks about this show um, now that I'm, I'm yeah. saying that out loud. But uh, it's Fallout's a hard, tonal tight, uh, tightrope to walk. Uh, and I think the trailer is showing that they're striking it quite well, quite well. Like, like you said, like the, the old school, like fifties music is great. That mix of like sci-fi, um, horror, uh, with like tongue in cheek kind of, you know, satirical comedy, um, poking fun at like consumerism and, you know, uh, like cold war like nuclear scares uh mm-hmm. it, it's i mean it's a it's a, a a gumbo if you will and it like <laughs> is very easy to imagine it not working and just like trying to do too much but um, yeah like they they could have gone with either the super serious dark dramatic route mm-hmm. or the really comedic like like you said all tongue-in-cheek route but they they really strike that balance of like yes this is a dark world and a dark story and all of these people like have lived traumatic lives um and it all feels very real but like everything is just like there's just this cheeky tune to it um and like that's what life is you know like traumatic things happen sometimes like (laughs) at the end of the day you could still find things to laugh about even if it's like oh my god this like fucking sucks um but it's kind of funny and hilarious at the same time i can't believe this is happening to us um so they've really they 
they struck the balance in the trailer at least we'll have to see how the the show ends up being but yeah before the trailer i was like yeah i'm excited for the show i'll watch it after that i'm like very excited to see how this is going to turn out agreed and you know digging into kind of the rollout of this more i'm I'm curious because i think we'll be aligned here like your take on why they went with vanity fair as like the first look for for the show um i have my theories and i imagine we're probably on the same page yeah i mean at the end of the day like fallout has such a huge fan base um that i like i think fans of fallout are going to watch the show regardless what they're trying to do is prove to the general like populace people who watch shows or like people who are voting on shows and awards like they're going to be paying attention to Vanity Fair and the Hollywood Reporter and all of these like all of these outlets showing it there like they're like no we we make high quality television shows that's what this is it just has it's from a video game property um so yeah I don't know Vanity Fair is just it's a very prestige um outlet very people are familiar with first looks um being at Vanity Fair. So I think that's I think that's what they were trying to do is really to convince more of the Hollywood side of things for this. Um so yeah, that's that's what I think is happening here. It's a little bit different than I think some other video game adaptations. And a lot of that just has to do with I think what people think about it and are talking about it beforehand. So they probably did a lot of research into how the gaming audience was talking about the fallout show and how like the general entertainment audience was talking about the show and decided, look, we gotta, we gotta do a little bit more on this side. So let's go to them first. And I'm sure we'll, we'll see interviews and stuff like that with some of the gaming outlets as well. Yeah. You, you on the exact same page, uh, especially cause given it's, it's subject matter, like, you know, you gotta think they knew that, your IGNs, your GameSpots, your other outlets were going to pick up on this and playing to the, you know, the Hollywood pop culture audience with the Vanity Fair first look was part of branching out beyond that. Um, Not to mention that I I don't think they are going to have to do a whole lot of work to win over or convince um, gaming enthusiasts, not just because the look of the trailer um, and like the tone, like we said, that looks like they just nailed it. But um, Bethesda is involved. Uh, Todd Howard consulted on it. Uh, they've so much so that it's like canon. Um, that was one thing I got from the Vanity Fair article. Mm-hmm. Um, I have fans of the fans should know I'm reading now directly from it, uh, that everything in the series is officially part of Fallout lore. And Bethesda was careful to make sure the scripts could coexist with previous storylines from the gaming titles. Um and, you know, so that's got to put fans at ease, not to mention that, you know, there's a, an anecdote from the, by the way, this joke in the trailer is really funny. We're kind of playing into the consumerist jokes in, in, in Fallout that uh, the trailer coins it as from the producer or from the studio that brought you the boys and free two day <laughs> shipping. Um, I thought that was really funny. That's funny. Uh, but uh, they also mentioned that, um, Todd uh, had been approached for years about adaptations of Fallout, whether it was movies or shows, uh, and that he 
was a huge fan of Interstellar and wanted to work with Jonathan Nolan. And Jonathan Nolan's like, mm-hmm. well, I'm actually interested in Fallout and and just kind of fortuitously resulted in something where all of the creatives are excited about it. And I think that's how we get good adaptations. Yeah. I agree. It's it's good when you've got um someone from both both camps or both involved on like the same level instead of it being like a studio taking a video game ip and be like we know movies best so we're going to do with this whatever we want to do with it and you don't have a say or and like the same same goes for the other way like a video game studio taking a movie ip and be like we know games best so we're going to do with this what we want and you can't say anything and then it's like that you get this in imbalance when you do adaptations that way um and you you don't see that here and we we didn't see that in the last of us and like the, the mario movie and all all this others all these other recent adaptations and sonic um where they 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 both have a seat at the table and they both have a say and there's not this weird imbalance people have can finally start working together and understand that we can learn from one another and we don't need to gatekeep our industries they're so intertwined at this point that it doesn't make sense to be like, oh, like video games and movies or TVs are so different that we can't learn from one another or know what would be best in this scenario. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, you know, we, we saw that with Neil Druckmann working on The Last of Us and Miyamoto being involved in the Nintendo movies. So I think there's definitely like a, a path forward in finding that balance between the two different industries that I'm excited to see play out. Um I didn't even think about the like the Emmy timeline, by the way, but you're you're totally right about like getting in front of the 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 voting, you know, audiences. Uh the Emmy cutoff is in spring. Uh mm-hmm. so yeah, I would not be surprised come Emmy nominations next year if we see Fallout nominated for Best Drama. Yeah. I I want to call out one last thing because I just noticed it in the Vanity Fair article and I missed it the first time. The the ghoul that we see in the trailer, um, is this Jonathan Nolan talking about? Yeah, Jonathan Nolan compares it to the poet, poet Virgil. Vir- oh my God. It's late. We've been on this podcast for a while. I can't talk anymore. Okay. <laughs> Jonathan Nolan talks about the ghoul and compares it to Virgil from Dante's Inferno. Um, who Dante's Inferno, for those who don't know, like he is the this phenomenal poet who is like, he was active in Rome between 70 and 19 BCE, and Dante wrote him into his story. He acts as Dante's guide, and he takes him through these nine circles of hell. So the, the ghoul is based off of this like iconic character and person in history. Um, so he kind of becomes our guide in the show and this protagonist in the world, um, even if like he, he thinks of himself as a protagonist, but he ends up being an antagonist at the end of the world mm. compared to like Ella Pernell's character. Um, so reading that, like that got me really interested in how they're viewing the ghoul and how he will be used as this thematic and narrative device in the show. That's cool. I didn't, I yeah. must have glanced over that part of the article. Um, but yeah, that's, that's exciting. Um, and I mean, just great casting and, I mean, they, they, the Vanity Fair article also like dug into some of like the thematic ideas at play in the show in terms of like um, 
you know, the sheltered protagonist being unleashed into the world and having up to that point lived in a world of at least safety and then having to face like everyone else who has lived in the exact opposite of that. So I think bizarrely, or maybe not bizarrely, just saying I hadn't considered Fallout is a show ripe for um, TV storytelling, one with multiple POVs and characters. So I'm excited to see them flesh out um, how it plays out. We don't know what the release structure will be like. Amazon tends to maybe release like three episodes at once and then however long the season is, like over the course of the next few weeks. So I think that will be a news beat we get in the next couple months. I'm sure there'll be stories in the enthusiast outlets about like how they recreated these creatures with CGI and hopefully some practical effects. So I'm sure there'll be Mm. lots of fun, nerdy tidbits to, to dig into. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that's I think that's it for Fallout. Um, I know we've been going long, but I I don't want us to end an episode without us talking about like our real time strategy <laughs> um, and other like fun TV shows and movies that we've been watching. Uh, did you have you watched anything new this weekend? Uh, what did I watch? So I, I am seeing Napoleon uh, tonight, um, but Ooh. actually one that. I think the my favorite thing I've watched a lot in the last week um, that we have both seen is May December. Oh yes! Oh, you did watch it. Wait, did I know that? Did I, I like just your... logged it on Letterbox, so you okay. might not have known. I was like, um, I don't think I knew that. What a juicy, dense movie that is! Seemingly very like shallow and and melodramatic and kind of trashy from a surface level but it's so intentionally that because underneath its surface it has so much to say about our love for like tabloid drama and the way that affects the people actually at the heart of the story oh my like yeah oh gosh what a movie i know um so for those who don't know may december came out on netflix it is a todd haynes film who he wrote directed carol um the velvet underground Dark Waters, etc. Uh, May December. What a phenomenal like thriller of a movie! It's the entire the entire film. Like it feels almost like a guitar string that has been like wound too tightly on a guitar, and you're just like it's just being like strummed, and you're waiting for it to break. I don't. That is the only way I know how to describe this for some reason because the tension throughout it is so like it's just always there, and I felt like. I couldn't breathe the entire movie, even though it's at the same time, like a quiet movie and like slow. There's just, uh, it's, it's hard to talk about it without like giving anything away of like what happens, but it's, you basically are following these characters and there's this like traumatic thing that happened like 20 years prior. And you're kind of seeing the repercussions of it in the future and how it has affected all of these characters. Um, my, the standout for this movie though, is Charles Melton who he was from on Riverdale. I Correct. Believe. Yeah. Genius wow. stroke of casting. I mean, this is a really well cast movie. It's, it's Julianne Moore <laughs> and Natalie Portman kind yes. of playing opposing forces while at the same time trying to cooperate with each other because, Natalie Portman is researching Julianne Moore to play her in a movie. Um, But yeah, then Charles Melton is kind of trapped in the middle of these women as also a player in this real story or 
well, it's inspired by real events, but in in the yeah. world of the movie, it's this real story. Um, and because it has to do with how he's been manipulated from a young age, genius casting to cast somebody who has been playing a young person on a like high school, you know, drama for so years or some yeah. years. But, like he's in his thirties. I when I started watching the movie. And I was looking at him and I was like, I was like, wait, how old is he? Because he's married to Julianne Moore's character. Um, this isn't giving too much away. This is the premise. Like, she has a relationship with him when he is a very young teenager. He's like seventh grade. She is an adult, like 30 years older than him. They have an affair and she goes to jail. He She comes out. Like, they are married in the future. They have kids. Um, Charles Melton, basically, he is a 30-something-year-old man in real life, but also in the movie and is portraying this character that is emotionally stunted as from when this trauma happened and has basically been forced to be a husband and a father from a very young age and has not been able to evaluate how this trauma has affected him or like who he is as a person until like during this movie, like his children are about to graduate high school and go to college. And he's going to be an empty nester at like 34 years of age. Um, And so like, yeah, Natalie Portman's character comes in and she's kind of like this catalyst of like, they are evaluating who they are because she is studying them and studying Julian, Julian Moore's character. It's, it's so good, but Charles Melton, there are, there are so many scenes that are, there's like very subtle things he does with his body language or his voice. Um, there was an article that I, I think it was actually like by Netflix or something, but he was interviewed and he talked about how he took inspiration from um, Heath Ledger's character in Brokeback Mountain on how he, like his body, how he used body language and vocal cues and stuff like that to portray trauma and he does that so well in may december that like oh my heart broke so many times watching him um i I honestly at this point would nominate him for best supporting actor as an oscar for the oscars yeah he he blew me away in this movie i agree i think I mean, frankly, at this time, like if if not for like, I mean, I right now best favorite best supporting performances this year, I would say him. And then uh, I love Matt Damon and Oppenheimer. I think he makes that part look so easy. (laughs) Um, But uh, I agree. He's like the soft, uh, slightly like gooey center in a movie that's like very cold and scary to a degree. Well, at the same time, like stealing kind of some trappings from like lifetime movies it's got a very like hyper dramatic soap opera-esque score yes um that leads to some really actually funny moments um yeah it's very it's very funny um and i think that's what makes this movie so good is you would not expect a movie with the subject matter to be able to be funny and pull it off um and they do that and the soap opera like while watching it the whole time you're like why are they doing this wait till the very end of that movie and it all makes sense. Like I'm excited to rewatch that movie after seeing the ending. Yeah. From all the critics I know who got to see it at like New York film festival, um, had so mad. I didn't get to see it in the theaters. Thank you for nothing. Netflix. Um, that, uh, 
it really it gets even better on rewatch which is exciting mm-hmm. um it reminded yeah. me like it, you know what you said about charles melton's character and the way his like emotions are portrayed it almost feels like a like it's kind of a true crime story in a way but uh critiquing it in the way that the way these stories are told can like undermine someone's life and exploit it and you know help them confront their past traumas but not in a way that's you know for their sake it's still for the you know for some sort of commercial or you know personal gain um in Mm -hmm. in the means of natalie portman in this movie um it's yeah i don't know it's got like it's a simultaneously just very enjoyable um thrilling movie to watch but it's got a lot of a lot of things to unpack in it i would highly recommend yeah me too i'm i'm really glad i watched that because I was just going to talk about Saltburn this episode. <laughs> I want. I we both seen. It. I mean, I'll be quick about it. I think the movie's pretty, yeah. but empty. Um, yeah. And uh, I don't know. There are provocative movies that are interesting, and I think this is just a provocative movie that's not interesting. <laughs> Watch May December. You want a provocative movie that knows how to pull off um, weird situations and thrillers and shock value yeah that movie saltburn um no save your save your time and money yes jacob lordy and barry keoghan are awesome but uh as is rosamund pike she's my favorite as yes as is as is rosamund pike but yeah i am begging emerald fennel to just make a movie with any other writer please because yeah she has clear like comedic timing chops and uh, visual chops just uh the stories need another pass or several passes yeah yeah i we've gone too long i will not i'm going to rant about it but i could um thank you thank you so much for this episode sam yeah thank you caitlin it was great as always where can the people find you find me at caitlin redwing on twitter instagram letterbox for all my thoughts sam where can they find you on all of those platforms at sam scott Mosier. great and you can find the podcast at real-time strats or real-time strategy on youtube we are on video on youtube and also audio on all your podcast platforms and you can email us at podcast at triple point pr.com if you've got any thoughts a guest um or a topic you want us to talk about feel free to let us know but yeah, and until next time, um, have a great week. Enjoy the Game Awards, and we will unpack that in our next episode. <laughs>